it's amazing what modern equipment you what you can do with modern equipment. To be perfectly honest, and some of the phones that are coming out and stuff like that now. Holy shit! If you know what you're doing, you, you attach something onto a, you know, onto the right piece of kit. You can get lighting rigs on there. You can get all kinds of shit that'll work with your phone, which is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get this mother fluffer on the road. So, <laughs> you you look like you've been training, Ray. You look like you've been in quarantine and eating those fucking acorns. Let me tell you now, because it's big. Can that look, eh? Last time you came on here, you had the balls to wear a bloody tank top. Wear <sighs> balls on. And now you look like you've put on more weight. What the fuck is going on with you? Hey, you what? I, I had a vacation. <laughs> small, small Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Neil Pickup with you here in the mother fluffing house. And it's time for the fix. <laughs> I think it's fair to say, Zach, by popular demand from the years. It's Paul Wynn, ladies and gents. Look at that! Look, I think they're actually counting on you wearing your tank top, Paul. I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, I'll go change. Give me, give me, give me a little time now. <laughs> He'll be back. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. Also, our residents here on the fix. It's Rolly Royce Raymond's Lipins. Got big Ray looks, everybody. Look at him. Look at Ray look. He's like Levan with blonde hair and a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> And while we're talking about baby faces, mother, <laughs> it's Ryan, soft focus Bowen in the house. I don't recognise him. He's like his age by 45 years. That's because there is no soft focus on the fix. Ryan, dude, just before we get on, you were telling us about the amount of money that you have spent on equipment, on lighting, on audio. And all those things. Why, for the love of God, man, did you not have the soft filter until like two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm always on the quest to improve the uh, the production quality, even though right here I'm just using my phone because it's late at night and I'm tired. But I've always been on the on the quest to improve production quality, but yet the girlfriend filter has been discovered. And uh, I can't get I can't get the photo with... Joanne, unless she's using the filter, and for some reason it makes her look amazing, and she just essentially looks the same, just a little bit, a little bit better. And for me, it takes me from this down to about twelve years old. I don't know, my my every every freckle disappears. It barely looks like I have facial hair anymore. You look like me. You look like me. <laughs> yeah, I look like Ray. You do. You you legitimately look like it's like what the hell? You honestly, if you haven't seen. Any of the recent stuff, ladies and gents, get yourself up. This guy is more active on social media than Kim Kardashian. Get over there. Go go and have a look at some of Ryan's recent stuff, particularly the Instagram stuff. I can tell you right now, some of his his recent photographs, he looks so young that when he took the photograph, he got a Kim paper round. (laughs) It is ridiculous. He looks like 
very young. It's just soft focus central. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. I, I, always, I, always, I always used to laugh at Dan Moser because Dan Moser's a rugged dude, right? And Dan Moser's lovely wife, Lisa, she, she takes plenty of photos of Dan and puts it on her Instagram. And if you ever, if you look at any photo of Dan on her Instagram, he's got that same 12 year old look. And I used to laugh so much at Dan because Dan, Dan uses the structure filter. He gets it grainy like the rest of us and it makes our muscles look better. And I always used to tease him for it. Now, now I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Neil didn't know about this filter. Neil How the fuck? Hey, stop need to telling everybody about the structure filter. Like, legit, you need to send me all the any of this. I've been hoarding that one. <laughs> where do you find all it? Where, do, where are these filters and focus? And you you no, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Off the air. I'm going to get my technical director, Rolly, to send that over to me. You know where that is, Rolly, don't you? I know, of course. Send that over. I might even look good in a photograph at some point. <laughs> you know, yeah. you gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a busy week in the world of arm wrestling. A lot of stuff going down, and we're gonna start with Paul Lynn, and that's gonna segue us into a couple of other things. But Paul, mate, you had like a pretty, pretty significant gathering of monsters over near you, yeah. yeah I think that, that, so Travis was there. Mm-hmm. Rob Bath was there. Toddzilla was there. Toddzilla. Yeah. Whoa. He's a weirdo. Right He's really a weirdo. And I got to pull with him about uh, probably five weeks prior to that as well. So we've been busy. He's been making his way up to Morocco's. And, and man, he. <laughs> it, it, it's like in that five week period. He Five weeks ago, he was incredible. Um. But Travis was kind of giving him problems five weeks ago. Not now. His hand and wrist are like significantly leveled up between those two practices alone. And he even mentioned it too. He said, I don't care about my arm. Just, just evaluate my hand and wrist. Cause that's what I've been focusing on. And what? Still are focusing hand and wrist. Get out of here. He said <laughs> that he's shoring up his hand and wrist. I mean, he's still doing everything else. He, he keeps a lot of the stuff close to the vest. You'll have to talk to him, Ryan. But man, his wrist was solid. No, I, I of course say that tongue in cheek because uh, Todd Zilla's hand and wrist is undoubtedly elite. He, it's just I, I only say that because he he self proclaimed never gives credit to his. He always says hands are hands are for for <laughs> taking the yard top rollers or whatever he calls them. But yeah, it was very evident in that training pool that no one was no one was moving his hand and wrist. Right. Ryan says that tongue in cheek, that's a cheek that's nine years younger than the rest of his face. <laughs> Due to soft focus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, come on, Ryan. Mate, you've got a beer in hand, right? Let's try yeah. it. Back. What do you want, man? That bet, dude. Oh, my God. I've never felt more secure in a bet. I feel like Travis Bajant when he was going into the argument with Engin the other day. I feel like I can't possibly lose. Looking at yeah, but Travis did lose. Travis did lose. Travis did lose. He did. He did. <laughs> 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 the irony, man. Yeah. I can't, I'm so secure, but I still lost. <laughs> <laughs> I will hate, honestly. Trav, I'll tell you how bad that was. Right when Travis called me outside, he said, "Man, you got it. We got to get on this goddamn show." And I'm like, "Yeah, no problem. I set up the show." 
And before we got on the show, he was we were talking about it. And I'm so, he said, what do you think? And I, th- I said, you heard what I thought at the beginning of the show. I said, pretty sure this is how it went down. And he said, you're so fucking wrong. <laughs> I remember every detail of that. You know, and he starts going into, and he's so passionate and enthusiastic about it. But you're like, okay. I was like, maybe I'm wrong. I completely misremembered all of this stuff. And there were things in there, like John actually came over to me at Ron Bath and said, "This is," the, and I'm thinking, I can't, I can't have thought that up. How the fuck did, I, did that even happen, if that didn't happen? And I'm questioning myself, because he's yeah. such, I mean, can you imagine Travis as a fucking salesman? You'd buy anything. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. Do you, how do you think he gets all these sponsorships? He's getting people <laughs> to give him money right and left. It's that, it's that passion. That motherfucker <laughs> could sell me a pair of 32-inch jeans. No, <laughs> seriously, Patsy, you'll get into them, no problem. <laughs> is that is that how it concluded? Because I I only watched I only got to watch the first forty minutes of that fifty minute show, and it's, it was still going hard uh, when I when when I had to stop. So so Travis was wrong. Is that the conclusion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I asked the honest because you know another encyclopedia of wrestling, and he, I'm like asking two days ago. I said like, you were there? He's like, yeah. I said, how did it went down? He said, it went down in an open. Mm. Makes sense. (laughs) Travis on the phone, he said, look, you know, Engel wasn't even there. And I said, yeah, but I was. And that's exactly (laughs) what I remember. Being over there, I was like a foot and a half on the damn table. I think the best of it. Parallel universe. Just just in his universe, it went like that, you know? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, the bet, the bet. Peaked as high as five million dollars, and his daughter's. Yeah, oh, daughter's yeah. <laughs> she's already, she's already yeah. on plane to, to Turkey, and and uh, Angus is so rich. <laughs> Some of the bets that we have on on that show, it's like high stakes shit. <laughs> Before we had Jerry Cataret and Levan betting like cars, yeah. to seventy thousand yeah. dollar cars. But somebody and, should really like take a bet, you know, and. Put the money up front, you know. <laughs> now it's just like five million. Mate, five so million. you doesn't mind a bet. We've had a few bets with friggin' Devon. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. damn, I've had some bets on fights. Myself and we have bet a lot on fight over the years. All kinds of like when uh, Rampage Jackson knocked out Chuck Liddell. When Rampage Jackson knocked out Pandalay Silver in the UFC. Cha-ching. I can't remember which one I lost on. I lost on one, but it wasn't a fight. It was a match. I lost on one. God knows what it was. Devin will remember. But, yeah, he don't mind a bet. We need to get him on the show and get him. Get it. He can afford it now on the YouTube channel. Get a few bets made, arm bet. It's just, even if he just did it to sort of link into the arm bet thing and sell that along, you know? <laughs> Maybe. But, Neil, Neil, big segue. I am, I am happy to be, put that $500 bet on. Man. It's on. Don't be. I'm happy to. That mother. I mean, it's Aussie dollars, you know. So I'll, you know, it's Aussie it's dollars. Dollars. that's like five, yeah. five bucks. It's like yeah, it's like five dollars. Yeah, you know, it's it's massive in a, in Australia. You can buy like a, a again koala farm, but anywhere anywhere else in the world, it's like yeah. you know, in Norway, you can buy a latte. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In relation, in relation to all that, there's um, 
the, the, the funny thing is, is so many people, uh, think that I'm disrespecting Todd. Uh, and I've had people say, dude, you're, you're insulting Todd by saying this. And I'm like, I, I, first of all, I want to just clarify that there's no insulting, no disrespect. It's just my genuine opinion on what will happen if a match goes down. Um, the, yeah, I can't reinforce enough that there's no disrespect to Todd Hutchins. I just genuinely think that Lachlan Adair has the right set of tools to actually, A, be in the match. Now, like, even though Lachlan doesn't have the runs, even comparatively, not even close to Todd, um, he is a physical specimen that I believe is in the same realm as Todd. In terms of his potential genetics, his physicality, he's he's there. And I do think his shape in his biomechanics is set that he would get into a match with, with Todd. I don't think that he could go wrist on wrist with Todd. He could for the first... 10 seconds, and then he would, Todd's staying power would be too much. But if there was a degree, if, if Lachlan had superior hand control, which may not be the case, what we've just seen from Todd, but if Lachlan was able to achieve superior hand control, I think he would have the physicality to outlast Todd. If See, Todd was this here, is where I struggle with that, right? I, where mm. I, and I do struggle with that a lot, mate. I'm not going to lie. Because... Mm. Everything you say about Lachlan, I, I I kind of agree with. In that Lachlan, I'm not sure that Lachlan's uh, a genetic freak naturally. I, I don't believe that's the case personally. And I've met a lot of freaks. I'm not sure Lachlan is one. Lachlan's a lovely lad. He's a great guy. He's an extreme. He's an athlete. He's an extremely strong guy. Um, I'm not sure if he has a, if he is as genetically gifted for arm wrestling as you say because it's bigger than strength. It's it's fast twitch. It's so many things that go to make that package arm wrestling. Not just strong. Strong's and hey, and there are a lot of others. Yeah. Now let, let's take a case in point, right? Marcio Barboza. Yeah. Yeah. Marcio Barboza is super strong. Fast. Super fast. Super technical. Super yeah, experienced. Yeah. Against Todd, mm-hmm. and he still lost. Now, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's exceptionally close. I actually believe that on any given day, Marcio could win that match. I think that's a yeah. potentially one of the best matches out there. But the fact that he couldn't leads me to personally believe that Lachlan is going to struggle with that scenario because. His is not significant enough to reach far enough back. I think he stays close enough and joined up enough to be in yeah. that sphere of strength that Todd has. And when you're in that situation, it's a dark place. As, as, far, as, as far as the Marcio, the Marcio comparison goes, there was enough prior to that match. I think it was maybe six to eight months prior. It might even been closer. There was another huge practice at Maryland in Maryland, and Marcio and Todd were there. Um, Marcio absolutely appeared to toy with Todd and the hook. And that is in the same year. But when it comes to game time with Todd, whatever you're doing at with him at practice <laughs> is not the same human being as game time. And I think that's – I like. listen, I love Lachlan, and I want to see Lachlan, you know, in the limelight. I just don't think – 
I actually think stylistically that's one of the worst possible matchups for him, just because of lever length and styles. And I do, I, I just the tide that you get on game day is not the tide that you get at practice. And as of right now, the tide that you get at practice is a weirdo. So. Yeah. No doubt. No, look, look, I, I agree with everything. Like I said, reputation, uh, runs on the board, they're all grossly in favor of Todd. But the, the, and you, none of you guys here, or Ray, you've gripped Lachlan, you've felt his shape, you know what he pulls like, you know how, you know he's training him, so you've got an insight. But Neil and Paul. Yeah, I've never met Lachlan. Here's the thing, I, I, you guys, but you, Paul and Neil, you know where I sit as a middleweight, roughly. In the pecking order, I, when, when Todd was a middleweight, yes, he was the man. He still was human, though. He he took losses on the left to Nanistad and Justin Bishop and Paul Talbot, and he had wars with Craig Tuyer on right. And even though he was the man, he's he is human. He's now gone on and progressed and become a super and is better. Where I sit as a middleweight, call me at that Justin level or the Frode level or whatever level you guys put me at. Lachlan Adair utterly toys with me. That's a fact. If I pull anything with Lachlan, he, he doesn't fucking yawn. He just, he just, there is nothing I can do to Lachlan. The only fundamental that I have that is perhaps superior to Lachlan's is pronation. And my instincts are better than his. But, but I can't one feel point that you always make, you're a fabulous arm wrestler, Ryan. A fantastic mm. puller. I rate you, you take a lot of shit online and it's clearly from people who don't have the slightest clue what they are talking about. Because if they're questioning your ability to arm wrestle, they need to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> you can, can really, really arm wrestle. There is no question about that. But the only thing that I don't think you fully wrapped your soft-focused head around just yet <laughs> yes, what is, it? is that if you met Lachlan Adair and he didn't know shit about you yeah. and had never experienced all of those things and seen you grow as an arm wrestler and seen you evolve as an arm wrestler, mm. he would have a hell of a job with you. And so would the likes of Jordan. The mm. guys that give you the greatest trouble, in my experience, are always the guy who knows you inside out. They have automatically found, subconsciously found little areas, little lanes where their style matches to your style. When that isn't the case, very different experience. And I genuinely believe that Lachlan would have a harder time with you. I'm sure he'd still be. He's a much stronger man. He's a bigger man. But he would have a more difficult time with you if he Mm. never experienced you. Or let's say you, a clone of you, a guy who's got all the attributes that you've got, but Lachlan had never experienced that puller, yeah. he'd have a harder time. Well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't disagree on that factor, but I, I do think that, and, and this is where I disagree with what Paul said before, mm. is that I think statistically Todd doesn't hit Lachlan's vulnerabilities. Todd's shape, for me, suits Lachlan's best shape. Um, so, but yeah, I, I just genetically think that Lachlan is in the realm of the type of human that is capable of being as strong, if not even stronger, than, than Todd. Maybe not. Well, I, 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 he will do, without doubt. He's going to surpass Todd going forward because 
Todd would be the first to tell you the man is 50 plus years old. I think he's 53 or 54 years old now. Um, yeah. You're a 53 year old arm wrestler and uh, you've got a guy like Lachlan who is a athlete, extremely yeah. intelligent, extremely focused. He's going to catch. I, you can't run forever. I genuinely think Todd has better fingers and Todd has a better elbow. I think Lachlan has a bit has better wrist flexion. I think Lachlan has better back pressure. Like I think broadly speaking, stronger end off. So, so if if Lachlan were to win that, that match, you're saying it would be through the hand in a top roll, opening opening Todd's wrist up, mm. and opening him. Todd's wrist up, and then and then sitting there like that. Yeah, the one, the one, the one benefit that 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 Lachlan has over Marcio, okay. Marcia's a much more, Marcia would cream Lachlan. Yeah, but that's a stylistic Todd. thing. That's a different thing. Yeah. That's yeah. fast switch, low switch. The right. one advantage yeah. potentially that Lachlan has in a match with Todd over Marcio is that Marcio's propensity to hit at such pace also may work against, can and will work against him with a puller like, if I was training Marcio Barbosa to pull Todd Hutchins, mm. I would say, look, use the hit as a jab. It's just one But once you've used that, don't run far. You, you're looking to travel this distance. You're not looking to travel this distance. Because if you travel this distance, Todd's power, when it kicks in, which it'll kick in half a second after yours, will put you off your bone line. It, you'll bone line yourself. Now, if you just hit for that distance and then recoil, so little touch, recoil, you'll be able to maintain that and then get your second attack. You with me? Yeah. Now Lachlan's benefit in that situation is that he isn't as fast naturally. He's more of that and, and I'm sure he'll get something with the hand and wrist, okay? And there's two counters to this so I'm going to come back to it in a second. The one potential benefit he has that if he gained the hand and wrist he'll stay engaged with everything that he needs and he may then be strong enough to roll and finish. Maybe. Where I don't see that happening, though, is that the counter to that same situation is that as he takes the hand and wrist, he doesn't disengage Todd. Yeah. And at that point, I think there'd be a ferocious drive from Todd, which will take Lachlan out of position. And when it does, he's not experienced and well-rounded enough to regain that position yet. And that's what I think would happen. And, and, And honestly... It's it's fair to say the majority of people are going to see it that way, and I like it. But for me, where where it kind of uh, it, it like it bothers me a little bit when I see people get pissed off that I even talk about the match. Like I, it is a match. Like it would not be a walk in the park. Even if, even if Todd wins at six out, it would not be a walk in the park. It, 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 to me, it's as worthy a match as any other WAL match that Todd might have this season. I think. I just I, I just believe Lockman's ready. But to be fair, you're you're uh, closer to Lachlan than anybody on the call. You've more access to Lachlan than anybody on the call. I still think you're definitely inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I also think, just going back to what Paul said earlier on, right, there are guys that pull hard in practice and there are guys that... I've had so many guys that... I've come up and manhandled me at a practice session. Then we go to a tournament. I meet him at Worlds. Some yeah. Russian or a Georgian. Or, anyway, and they'll, they'll manhandle you in practice, but they don't realise you're not really... That ain't you in practice. And then you go to a tournament and you blast the mother 
to the moon. And afterwards, they yeah. come up and they want to pull you again on the practice table so they can and they beat you and they're like, oh, my God, I made a mistake. I know, yeah. I, yeah, you made the mistake that you thought that was me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I agree. I agree. On all, I love that about that wrestling. I agree wholeheartedly. These, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm one of the people in Australia that are trying to champion the cause for Australia being seen as a legitimate arm wrestling nation. And I think the next yeah. three years right. will be, I think the next three years will be the moment where the world actually agrees with me for the first time. Um, Jordan Davis, Lachlan Adair, myself, Danny Tesh, Ryan Scott, where Ben Carroll, we're all at the level where we're just knocking on the door of being genuinely recognized, um, as, as elite armorists. And I think that the reality is, for us, the reality is actually ahead of our reputation because we haven't done it yet. Um, but, but we're kind of chomping at the bit to say, hey, look at us, we can do it. Uh, and it pisses people off when we say that, when we haven't got the, the runs on the board yet. And rightly so. But it, no, it's going to have to be honest. I, honestly, I don't, I don't think, I, don't, I, think I, I think there are some legit arm wrestlers in Australia now, and it's already been proven. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those of us who who know and follow, we know that there's legit. We know about Jordan and Lachlan and you and 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 even if, even Ben Carroll. I think those of us who know are giving you guys the credit. And I just worry. And I mean, I know your approach, how you kind of got on the board and everything, Ryan, has been by calling out people um, like Justin and Dan, who you might not quite have been ready for. And I think it's worked really well for you because of your presence in social media and your your willingness to spin it and put yourself out there and put yourself in the limelight and take a loss. I just don't know if that's necessarily that matchup is necessarily the best approach for Lachlan, you know. And I don't think he, I don't think you know he should be fed you know somebody who's an easy match for him. But I, I there's so many other matches out there, and, and to be honest, like. From Todd's perspective, I think whether we want to uh, acknowledge it or not, I think Todd sees it as a little disrespectful. He's already mentioned guys like Passmore, Wayne Withers, and Lachlan. Like, hey, I'm not the doormat for the for the super heavyweights. No, he I'm really is All these guys, you know. I think I think that's an amazingly good point, Paul, because you're in a situation where okay, I agree with everything you just said there, and and, the, and I actually I, I like your approach, Ryan. I, I really rate that, mate, because anybody that knocks someone for being hungry and chasing the match, take a look at the sport you're in. This is a combat sport. Nobody knows till you try. It's like the, it's, it's very the combat, the fight element. If you've been in fights, if you've been in enough fights, which unfortunately I have, you're, you're starkly aware that once you get hit, you might end up on your fucking ass. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? When 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 things start to fly, it only takes one to land, and trust me, it's you'll know that it's not. Oh, but wait a minute, there wasn't a script. No, there wasn't. Mm. You get cracked, you get cracked, and it's the same in arm wrestling. You can go in there, um, you can pull a guy of a certain level, and if you're comparative to that level, then he may just whip your ass. And there's a lot of guys that we spoke about it the other week when I said I get so many messages saying, "Are you aware that this guy may be able to be?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." I am fully aware that, 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 that there are a number of arm wrestlers that are right there with that guy and can maybe beat that guy. I got it. I know that. Yeah, that email landed and was read. But what I will say is this. If you look at the men that you called out, the men that you pursued, the men that you faced, won or lost to, mm-hmm. none 
of those men with the greatest of respect to them were close to the realm that Todd is. Yes. In my opinion, very, very much agree. And I, I look, and again, just to try to, to to reiterate the respect I have for Todd. This this whole conversation never came about because I thought it should happen. It came about because Todd came to Australia, and people asked me, "How do you think Lachlan and Todd would go?" And I just can't help but give you my honest answer. And because my honest answer was so controversial. Everyone has said, ah, what the hell? And it just keeps on coming back up. Every, like, this, this came up this time simply because I made a post in my training group about hand control and Todd jumped on it. Yeah. And felt okay. <laughs> me about hand control, hand control, hand control. And then Lachlan saw that and he just couldn't help himself but say, hey, but, and so again, this is not me chasing this match. This is just me answering questions that come hey, up. Ryan, that, that's why we love you, Ryan. That's why we love you. <laughs> Mate, you, you, you make it so easy for the trolls. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, mate, we're all on in a lot of ways. I, I do rate that. I do. It's brave. And why the hell? No. Let me ask you another question on it, mate. And, and this is open house, right, to all of you. If you were designing a guy to beat Todd, okay, what do you think are the key attributes that they would need? For if they were to, to beat him easily. A king's move. I w- That's it. Nah. Right now, right now, right now, I, I'm I'm serious. Like a lot, I'd like to see Todd and Jerry again. Like, I don't know, man. You, if you can't, if you can't completely roll his wrist back and get him to, you know, and wear out on the pin line, I don't. I, he's a weirdo. If I, I'll tell you what. If I was training for Todd, if I was training to beat Todd. And I knew I, the the fact of the matter is probably that um, I simply wouldn't have the strength to do it. But if I was ever training for the Todd that we're looking at now, and I thought, right, I've got unlimited potential to gain strength in the required areas. What should I utilize? Right. I would utilize a hook at blistering speed. Yeah. Yeah, we saw what Rustin did, man. Exactly. In Moldova, I watched um, Alan Makiev and Evgeny Prudnik flash Todd. Both of them did it. Uh, Alan Makiev pinned Todd four times. He had that many restarts. He did it with a top roll twice. He did it with a press once. Um, speed seems to, to yeah. kill Todd. Um and it didn't matter whether it was slightly inside, slightly outside. People, to people, be fair, do you think Todd was right at that event? Because honestly, well, I he, be, he, he did beat Krazy and Sasha in mm. that event. So he was in enough. Krazy Krash, and Sasha were almost he was big. tailor made for him. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like, they're like, if you picked a guy for Todd yeah. to dish it out to, I'll yeah. pick those guys. You know, it's like that. He's a horrible match for them. For some I just don't for me, Prudnik style, um, someone who's unaf- someone who do- they're not all the way out. Anyone who's lifting Todd's fingers, it's too good. Wayne Withers, Matt Mask, they all can't affect. And it's Todd's not only hand. fingers. This is one of the things I've got to jump in on that because it's people think it's just fingers, and fact, it's not. It's direction. Mm. You're not. This is the point I was making with Marcio earlier. It's direction. 
if you are not disabling Todd at the same time as you're making that move, you need to have enough power. And that power, if it's just going backwards, a very yes, significant that's... percentage of it's burned into the ether. It's like yes. if you go outside and try, you pu- try and push your car. Go outside, right? Try to push your car. Just take the mm. fucking handbrake off, put it in neutral, and try and push it. And you'll find there's a spectrum of being able to push that car. If you are low enough and your angle is correct, you'll push it really easy. But you get that wrong a little bit and start pushing up. And it'll feel like it's very heavy and you will not make progress. And it's the same thing. The direction is critical. You've got to blast him off that shoulder. The majority of Todd's training uh, is with a wrist wrench. Um, And Todd doesn't strap to it. And Todd said, I know Todd's Todd's wrist, uh, his wrist... Flexion's not that amazing, but he's, his ability not to be opened here can do about 80 kilos. About 80 mm. kilos it takes on a wrist wrench before that goes. Um, so anyone lifting up, there's no one on, there's no one in the arm wrestling world that's lifting up with more than 80 kilos in, in a straight back pressure sense. So they hit that, if, if you persist with that, you are, like you said, you, you, you're burning energy into the ether that's not providing anything good for you at all. He, the first time I ever gripped Todd Hutchins, it was in a winery in Moldova. And out of straps, I tried to lift, and he just giggled at me with his fingers holding on to me. He just giggled. And I straight away realized that, okay, don't, don't try to take that. It's not a bad, it's not a, ever going to work. So gripping deep and actually just acknowledging that he was going to contain me allowed me to get so much more value into it. And that's why for me, someone like Prudnik, who will grip deep, happily sit halfway between a hook and a top roll, and has speed, is the right style to beat Todd. And is also astronomically strong, comparably yeah. strong. Yeah. And that's the thing. For a lot of guys out there, if you, you know, anybody who's watching the show and you think, okay, I could come in here, and if I got this angle pinpoint accurate and absolutely perfect, then I would have a chance of taking out Todd. Unless you are extraordinarily strong, trust me, you don't. You've got to also have that massive power because Todd is also brave as fuck. He hits with structure and he hits with structure like something's going to break and it won't be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I watched on Arm Wrestling TV's coverage of that training pool at, uh, with you guys, Maryland. And um, there was one moment, I don't know who it was, but, but there was a young guy wearing a slotty. Uh, yellow t-shirt and he was getting right up in there and I heard Alex Bezianskov say don't go there Todd break your he said be careful Oliver. be careful yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, 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 I mean I've done one rep max training with Todd and I've watched his ability to throw his shoulder sideways with a lot of weight and you look at it and you go wow you can throw your shoulder like, like you're pitching a baseball with oh. all that all that way. <laughs> he lets it go and like he's warming up. <laughs> My elbow's still sore. <laughs> and I, I felt it too. I've actually when I when I did table time with Todd, there was one moment where he tried some funky move and he actually lost his wrist completely. And I said to Todd, I, I gotcha. And he said he said, You think you'll win from here? And I said, Yeah, I think I'll win from here. And we played it out. And it was a battle, but I lost and it was those extra secondary Yeah. yeah. I remember watching that. I remember watching that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they yeah. disable you. 
You really talk do. about knocking Todd off his bone line, too. He's still comfortable where most of us aren't to go yeah. sideways. Like, with his mm. arm here, even without his wrist, when he's levering up and he's got his fingers cinched in, even outside of his bone line, he'll still commit shoulder and go sideways. Mm-hmm. I know I will my rotator cuffs ain't going to handle that. And the funny thing is, he's got a great deal of back pressure when he's doing yeah. that. Yeah, of course. People think it's all just side. No, it isn't. No. He's got a great deal of back pressure. It's yeah. a great, and he ta- yeah. his timing is really, really good. He's got great timing. He's got, he's, he's a fucking good arm wrestler. That's what he is. Yeah. And that's why I, I actually, I wish Todd would give more credit to his own hand and his own rotation. Um, like I said, um, he he's not just a side pressure based bullet. He is far more complete than that. Um he just likes to attribute his strong hand to his side pressure training, I think. Um but yeah, he's two two huge myths, right? Two huge myths that you've just picked up on there. Number one, if you're a top roller, you're not strong. Myth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. everybody thinks, oh I hook, I press, I'm strong. I top roll, I'm not strong. Bullshit. Second one, hand and wrist, right? Hand and wrist is just this, this, this. No, it can be this. It can be a lot of things. It can be this, this. It can be that in combination with with pronator. There's so many. And the thing is with Todd, Todd is quite unique in what he does. It's quite a unique set of criteria. He, he joins up the package that you're facing is quite unique in the in the world of arm wrestling. There are not many people that emulate exactly what Todd does. Therefore, most people when they face Todd are really exactly they're really uncomfortable because it's you. It's like a sparring partner. If you're going to go into a fight, you try and get sparring partners that are going to in some way emulate the guy you're going to face so that it doesn't throw you off your game. And a similar situation with Todd. If you're not used to training with that style of arm wrestler, then it's very, very difficult to prep yourself for it. Because who the hell does what he does? It's really weird. It's an unusual set of criteria. It's odd. And good arm wrestlers don't feel good when they're turned out. You can have all the hand control in the world, but you put yourself into reverse curl. How yep. strong are you then? Particularly when that reverse curl requires you to then go sideways. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Late in yeah. practices, late in practices when Todd's wrist starts to wear out, I'm usually able to get in that position. Mm. However, I cannot pin him from there. You know what I mean? When he gets completely flopped, even if he's completely flopped, his ability to leverage up with his palm, it, 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 especially when you're over-rotated. And it's so easy to get over-rotated because he kind of gives it to you. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a tricky dude. Fascinates me. You know what? I'd, I'd actually love to go train with Todd, just arm wrestle with him, uh, get my ass handed to me just so I can learn some stuff. Because I'd pick up, I'd love to sort yeah. of analyze his style. I'm, well, well, you know. uh, that's all. Yeah. I, I agree totally that, that uh, too many people don't see Todd as the technical arm wrestler as well. Where one of the reasons why I engaged with Todd for a 12-month period to, was because I wanted to learn how he uses the manipulations of side pressure as a as a technical weapon. Mm-hmm. And and that's really what I looked for most when I spent time with him. And and he, he does use that incredibly well. Um, it, it's 
just like the hand is a weapon, the, the manipulations of palm-based side pressure in combination with back pressure are equally a weapon and confuse so many arm wrestlers, like I said, because not many people actually do it. And Todd's, Todd's theory is born in the fact that when he, as he, he took a simple approach that he didn't think that he had time to technically catch up with everyone, and he said, I just want to get strong from here to here, so wherever my hand could end up, what a, wherever people are going to potentially take it, I want to train the ability to finish from there. So he has very rare conditioning, very rare conditioning. Yeah. And the funny thing is, at the, at the start of this, Ryan, um, you went to great pains to point out the fact that you had massive respect for Todd. It's almost fair to say that I know you've got to do that because you take criticism. But if ever you wanted a point to prove that, you've probably got more respect for Todd than anyone on the call. Because out of all of us, who was the person that sort of adopted Todd's style and and, and, and broadcast that out there? Yeah. Wasn't me, wasn't Paul, wasn't Rowley. You did. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually identified him as the, the, the guy that was best at what I was worst at. Mm. Um, which was like, I spent 12 months really listening and really trying his methods. And, and credit to him, like a few people have asked, what was the, the overall result of that? Uh, my elbow conditioning, as I've said to you in a couple of weeks ago, um, I feel my elbow conditioning is at the best it's ever been. Like, I don't feel like I can hurt it. It's, it's, I feel like it's the strongest link in my chain at the moment is my elbow. So, no, no amount of side pressure currently even gives it 1% pain. I just can't hurt it right now, which is a lovely place to be. Whether I'm fully pronated, fully supinated, anything, my elbow doesn't hurt, ever. Um, I know that won't always be the case as I as I climb the ladder and the pressures go up with better athletes, but Todd's training did complete that part of the story for me very, very well. Mm, it's but interestingly, at the end of that, I lost to Zlotty and I lost because of hand. So I've completed that season and I've gone back to a hand season again and now Todd's teasing me about hand controlling him. <laughs> <laughs> but you lost to, you didn't lose to bombs. You lost to good arm wrestlers. <laughs> you know? I mean, you, you lost to, uh, it was. Petrenko. Petrenko was your first loss and then it was Antonovic, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Not bombs, are they? <laughs> you know. So. It's one of those things. Oh, names. good. Oh, good. Oh, good. So 500 bucks still. 500, it stands. There is a time, you know, you can't cash that in in like three years, okay? It's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally in 20, in 20 right years. Yeah. I don't know what platform happens. Honestly, the logistics of it, Australia probably won't be allowed to travel to the US for at least another six months, but I know Lachlan's chomping at the bit to just pull anywhere. Um, depending, as soon as we're allowed out of the country, we'll be in North America probably. And, if Todd's willing, I'll put the money up. Mate, if Todd wanted to come over and we were allowed to, to do some stuff like that and Todd's got uh, the ability to do that, maybe we could do it at some big practice session here in the UK. We could take the yeah. fix on the road, get you and you and uh, Rowley over here and <laughs> get some super match yeah. action. Well, live, and, live on the fix would be amazing. Awesome <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. I'm sure we could pra- get some Practice super awesome. match. It'd be good stuff, wouldn't it? Get everybody together and beat the living piss out of each other. I'd love, as I say, I'd love to, uh, to spend some time studying the style. I really would. It'd be, uh, it'd be fun. Anyway, let's move it forward a little bit, guys. <laughs> I want to, you know, 
the man Rawley's been a bit quiet in this episode, and I feel that that is unacceptable. Therefore, <laughs> we need to get his ass back into the show a little bit. There it is. That's what he's rolling with. <laughs> now then, for those of you who don't know, Ray did a little bit. Uh, get over to the voice of arm wrestling. Check out Pete and John Brzezink, okay? Now, after slowly, carefully, and regretfully climbing off John's dick, <laughs> roll, roll it, then, <laughs> to someone else. And this time, it's Devon Lara. Now, Rolly, tell us what you did for Devon, mate. Tell us about the Devon Larratt video, which is also bloody great. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I live and stand by my statement that uh, Devon Larratt is the most important person, is the most important person in arm wrestling today. Uh, like, like what he is doing and what he has done in past two years, it's unprecedented. Like, like. We, we chatted yesterday about Armbets app because I want to get more people on that. Uh, it would be good if uh, his friends like Jujimufu or Larry ask their guys if they want to get into arm wrestling, get the app. Because r- right here in Latvia, I'm, I'm scrolling to app. It's not many people, but it's like 20, 25 something. And I see three guys that I have never heard of. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone because, like, I arrange every competition. There's no arm wrestling going on without me. So I'm looking. So they are fans of Devon or they're fans of one of the other guys, and somehow they got them here, and now they're looking for practices. So, um, like, you can go and watch the video. Uh, like, Devon, like, he's he's so charismatic. Like, charisma is off the charts. Like, he was given plus 10, you know, where I have one. Uh, and he is doing so much. I really believe it. And uh, like the app, the Armbets app will help not only like the clubs will grow bigger, competitions will be bigger, more people will get involved, more people will find the places to practice. Because I know like like I I come from a very small town, like 80 kilometers from uh, Riga, and the guys that live next to me now are arm wrestling. Are so you still I, in South Spills with, with, are you in no, South? No, 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 with, I never, with, I never, I'm always in Riga. I'm in Riga. Okay. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Janus lives in South Spills, but mm-hmm. like the, 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 my, from my town, there was like 10 kilometers smaller towns across and the guys from there are starting to arm muscle. And like, I kind of started it, but I went away. I'm never, I'm not, I'm never there, but they are doing their thing from there. So, uh, I really believe more we get social media, more people, I'm like, oh, my God, I can get into this sport. I mm-hmm. should at least try it. So uh, I really believe, like, the, the things that he's doing, uh, some people, like, already I made a video about armbets, and people are saying, like, yeah, he wants to make money and this. Like, you don't make arm wrestling app to make money. You you don't do that. I, I, I really, like, Devon... <laughs> I, I, nothing about Devon says I want to make huge amounts of money. You know, like you, there's so many stories, but it's like he goes around. You can you can get him anywhere on a planet. You know, it's it's not that hard and it's not that pricey to get Devon to come. He wants you to get into armistice. He wants you to learn. And I think that there's not a lot of people who are doing these things. You know, without 
selfishness. You know, just doing, just doing for sport to grow and become bigger. And uh, and also, he's amazing arm wrestler. Like like uh, one of my favorites and one one of many people's favorites. And if you know something about arm wrestling, you know how good his technicality is. How good like he makes every match a spectacle. So. Uh, props to Devon, and I, I really hope he will continue doing what he's doing. And uh, I think what he, it, the, even if he started something, didn't finish, someone else will pick it up now. I think the, the ball just needs to get rolling. And right here, we're doing our part, and then separately, we're doing our part. And uh, Neil has been doing this for years, our arm wars. I remember sitting at home when I wasn't arm wrestling. I was watching armors on Eurosport, and uh, I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So there's there's bits and pieces everywhere, and more we get into this 21st century social media world, it's better. It's getting better and bigger, better and bigger. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I have just, like, the new guys are starting. I have 100 subscribers, and they're making content. They feel like no one's watching. In two, three years, everyone will be watching. More people will be than ever. So... If you haven't seen the video, it's on Rolly Royce channel right now. You can watch it there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, a lot more stuff are coming up. A lot more stuff are coming up. And uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna do a video. I'm gonna spoil it a little bit about pound for pound list. Uh, uh, Neil was on a vote for that list. Uh, I think Engin did this on Armisters only, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of guys there. And I wanna talk about the list because again, no one knows the guys who are on that list. They're like. Who are these guys? So I'm going to do a video on that. Yeah. On some heroes of the sport. And if you need with anybody to tell you how good the Voice of Arm Wrestling channel is, let me just say this. Danny Tesh watches Voice of Arm Wrestling. <laughs> he's our kid. Like, we, we, have me- we, we, have, we don't have member subscriptions, but he's our only member. <laughs> Guys, there's there's rumours in Brisbane uh, boiling up at the moment. There's more and more people are talking about the inevitable return of Danny Tesh. And you know what? You know what? You know what the word on the street is? You know what the the second coming of Danny Tesh is? Look, he he actually has hair touching his shoulders. Legit. Oh my god, this is too good to be true, dude. (laughs) Don't (laughs) mute me. Calm right now. Seriously, don't tease me. I'm going to get some tissues in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) The long blonde hair is touching his shoulders, and he's he's 84 kilos and prepared to cut to 80 kilos. He's been he's been he's leaned up. He's been training calisthenics for the last year and a half, and uh, he's in an elbow. 80 kilos for? Well, no, he's walking around at 84 kilos. Why? That's just what he is. That's what he's evolved. The last year and a half, he's evolved. He's leaned up, and he's 84 kilos. Um, I think his his inner elbow at that weight. I don't know who who's Sounds pulling to through be that. Like like most omnipotent mother, he's been out in the desert fasting <laughs> for 40 days, 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> It's like he's in witness protection. No one knows where he is, but the rumors are bubbling up right now. Like I said, that 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 he is going to make a return, and he's going to not a, like the the eighty kilo class in Australia is really 
really deep, and no one knows who's the number one right now. With Jordan Davis having left the 80 kilos, people are saying there's like eight guys winning. If Danny Tesh turns up in that 80 kilo class, he will obliterate the entire Australian scene there like, with nothing. I think that Danny's legit. If he is, if that's true, I think he's legit at the very, very pointy end of the world rankings when it comes to 80 kilos. If if it's true. <laughs> he's how tall is he? Isn't he like six two, six three? Six three. Yeah, he's big dude, isn't he? Big dude. If God made yeah. me six three, I would not be losing weight. I would be gaining it. Yeah, like he he's apparently he's apparently been whole food vegan and Calisthenics, oh! right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, well. It's funny, isn't it? The opinions vary because I have just had, literally like the other night, I had, uh, you know the Deep Inside series, yeah? No, about Danny Tesh. No. My <laughs> <laughs> dreams. <laughs> he came in and I said my dream and told me to become vegan, yeah? So, was it that like that? Mate, if Danny Tesh told me to go vegetarian, I swear to God, next time you saw me on this show, I'd have a fucking celery in my hand. <laughs> but, um, no, we had uh, Mindagus Tarasitis on the show, yeah, right? Mindo. Yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's telling me about he's telling me about diet because clearly I don't have one. And he says <laughs> carnivore is the way to go, Chubbs. That's the one. Oh, that's that's from me. That's from me. That's from me. That's, that's he's the, he's the Baltics. Yeah, yeah. Because we we were in Moldova and he was like, I said, he's like, what you're eating? I said, I eat only meat. At that point, I think a year and a half, I was just eating meat. He's like, oh, I eat I eat mostly vegetarian. I'm like, how is that? Well, I eat chicken at the, at the evening. I said, that's not mostly vegetarian. And he <laughs> tried, and and he comes uh, to Latvia and he's like. I feel a little bit weaker. I said, eat more meat. So I guess it's working. Danny's been the most. Seriously. If so, I mean, yeah. God, that you're an Australian. You can't barbecue crest some. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm a long way from a vegetarian. But Dan, Danny's actually been vegan for like two and a half years. When he when he smacked around, um, uh, what's his name in the in the WAL? Quinlan, thank you. When he when he built yeah. Quinlan in a hook. He was well and truly vegan then already. Mm. The plot thickens. The rumours. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, no, like, I, I, I can say me I'm not going to lie, mate. I'll tell you what. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at 55 minutes of this episode of The Fix, and that means that, unfortunately, we've got to bring the curtain down. But, ladies and gents, I want to firstly thank my guest this week. Firstly, Mr. Paul Lynn, ladies and gents. In the mother fluffing. There it is right there. Look at that, eh? Jesus Christ, where can I get one of them? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to also thank Ryan Blue Bowen for coming on the show as usual. There you go. That's where magic happens, particularly when his missus is watching. Dead set. Poor Sam Burnett. Yeah, dead set. stronger. And last but by no means least, he's a little bit quiet this week, but he's come back with a vengeance in the last five minutes. Ray. Roy <laughs> Royce. In the motherfucking house. Ladies and gentlemen, till we see you next time, right here on the Supernatural Strength Channel. Take it easy, peeps. <laughs>